to Jonathan oh. Taylor. Huge hole! He's at the 30! He's gonna go! 10, 5, touchdown! Jonathan Taylor! Made a man miss the line of scrimmage and then runs it into Painter. The one-handed INT! Are you kidding me? Kenny Moore! What a play by Naheem Hines! Hey, what's going on Colts Nation? Cody Felger here. I know it's not my normal setup, but I was just thinking about it here and I thought I'd make a quick video on my three most realistic options at the quarterback position for the Indianapolis Colts here in the 2021 offseason. Now, I'll start here by talking about probably my least favorite moves that the Colts could make this offseason. Then we'll dive into my top three favorite. And honestly, I want to keep these realistic. So there's going to be some potential moves that we'll talk about that, that I'm not going to include as well. And I'll touch on those as well. But I'll start with the three moves that I would probably hate the most. And I guess I'll start here probably with number three. And, you know, keep in mind, this is not something I would say, like, if the Colts did this, I would absolutely, like, despise this. It's only number three. But probably staying at 21 or, you know, maybe even trading back a little bit and getting a quarterback there, I probably wouldn't love that move. And I know there's some people who are Mac Jones, Kyle Trask, all those guys. There's some people who really want those guys. See, here's my argument for that. And you can disagree. This is just my list. I kind of look at it like this. You already have a developmental quarterback in Jacob Eason, right? You already have a guy that you has a lot of potential. You took him in the fourth round. You think he has some potential, but he's not ready to play yet. I mean, Chris Ballard has said we just haven't seen him in game action, so we're not we don't even know if we're comfortable with him as our backup this year. So that's probably why I'd probably not. You know, both those guys are kind of project guys. They're not sure things by any stretch of the imagination. And like I said with my Matthew Stafford video that I made, the Colts are ready to win now, right? The Colts are ready to compete for Super Bowls. And I think that would kind of be, in my opinion, a little bit of a step back because who knows? Both these guys could turn out to be incredible pros. I'm not saying that. But I think just where the Colts are right now and they're ready to win mode right now, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I wouldn't love the move, but I totally get it because you got to find your future quarterback eventually. But So that's number three for me. All right, and number two for me, I would probably say, is starting Jacob Eason here from day one. Now, I know I'm probably going to get a little bit of hate from some of those Jacob Eason lovers in the comments, but you know, based off of what Chris Ballard has said about Jacob Eason, and, and kind of like I just said with my last point, he's just not in a place where I would be comfortable you know, starting him from day one. And there are some people who'd probably be like, well, he's a young guy, just let him play. But I keep going back to that argument, man. If the Colts are ready to win now, why would we cap them potentially, this is just potentially, with a young quarterback with inexperience that could drag them down and not address it? I just don't love that in my opinion. So that's my number two is probably just not really addressing it and just rolling with the guy you have then and Jacob Eason. And then my number one undoubtedly has to be bringing back Jacoby Brissett and letting him be your starter in 2021 yeah i mean i think it's fairly obvious there's some people out there surprisingly who are still you know supporting jacoby Brissett in terms of they think he's a long-term solution at quarterback i'm not there at all he's had two seasons now obviously it's not all his fault you know like there was different factors as well but he's had two seasons now i was willing to forgive that 2017 season because obviously the team wasn't very good at all and he was, he was kind of playing with a lame duck coach as well but you know, Jacoby Brissett just—he's kind of shown me, in my opinion, what he is, and that's a, 
you know, below average starter to average starter. That's kind of my opinion of Jacoby Brissett. You know, I thought he, in the locker room, in terms of a locker room guy, he's a great guy. He is. He really is. He's obviously a bigger quarterback, so we used him a lot in uh, short yard situations this past season. But in terms of your long-term starter, I do not like that. I would hate that. I'd almost feel like it's kind of a, a slap in the face of this team right now. Um, in terms of we feel like we're ready to win now. And it's, I feel like it almost kind of be contradictory to what you've been saying about we feel like we're ready to win now. You go out, you sign Phillip Rivers, it's a win now move, and you go back to Jacoby Brissett. I just wouldn't love that personally. So those are the three that I hate, the three scenarios that I would absolutely not be for. Let's move on now to the three scenarios that I think are the most realistic. And I'll start here with probably number three is trading up. You know, and I'm personally of the belief that I'd rather trade up for a guy, give away probably a lot of draft capital. But if you fall in love with one of these quarterbacks, probably won't be Trevor Lawrence, probably won't be Justin Fields. But, you know, you, you, there's a couple guys there. Trey Lance is one name I know has been big, and also Zach Wilson of BYU. If you like fall in love with one of these guys, why won't you trade up to top 10, top 5 and go get one of these guys? You know, and the only reason I have it at 3 is cuz I don't know if Ballard would do this. We know how much he loves his draft capital. But you know, Chris Ballard is also in a lot of ways, he he's been when he when he likes a guy, he's gone for it, right? He's made the move. He's not afraid to do that. I've just never seen him, you know, pull a big move like this here in the first round, especially for a quarterback. I mean, he's got to have a lot of conviction to do that him and his staff. So you know, however unlikely, I feel like it's still an option on the table, and I would love it because, you know, talking about rookie quarterbacks, if you get one of those guys, that signals a little bit more to me, hey, we're looking for a refi more refined prospect, right? And we feel like this person, this quarterback, while he's a rookie, can still give us a really good chance to win. I'd personally do that over taking a guy at 21 or trading back and getting another quarterback, you know, because these guys are more refined, more NFL-ready, in my opinion, than some of those guys that you'd find later on in that first round or early second round. So that's number three for me. Number two for me, though, it has to be probably trading for a Sam Darnold. And, uh, you know, I know some people don't necessarily love what Sam Darnold's done in the league, but, you know, kind of looking at what he's had to work with, it hasn't been a whole lot. I mean, in terms of, you know, Obviously, the people that have surrounded him, the personnel that he's had, and also just the coaching staff. I mean, Adam Gaze and this that Jets organization just completely failed Sam Darnold. Now, it's not all on, on the Jets organization. Obviously, Sam Darnold needs to be better as well, but just completely has flopped with a rookie quarterback. I mean, you look at the blueprint of how not to build around a rookie quarterback. Look at the New York Jets and what they did with Sam Darnold. An absolute travesty. This guy's a lot of talent. People forget he was a top three pick right the Jets traded the farm to get this guy they really love this guy coming out he was considered by a lot to be the best quarterback coming out of that 2018 draft class now obviously he hasn't hasn't translated to the league for those reasons I just said but you know this guy has a lot of talent and I wouldn't be opposed if Ballard you know potentially acquired this guy for cheap especially the Jets are going to get a guy like Justin Fields there at number two and maybe that Sam Darnold doesn't cost as much so this could be more of a cost effective save your draft capital get a guy with potential but he's not as refined as, as my number one and I think my number one is fairly obvious I mean I've been talking about it for days now ever since it was made known that Matthew Stafford and the Lions were looking to mutually part ways there I want Matthew Stafford a lot I really do. Uh, I think that 
hit, like if you haven't checked out my video on why I believe Matthew Stafford and the Colts are perfect fits for each other, be sure, be sure to go check that one out. That video actually did super, super well, so I'd encourage you guys to go check that out. But back to my point, Matthew Stafford, he has been a borderline 10, top 10 quarterback ever since he was drafted by the Detroit Lions out of Georgia in 2009. I mean, this guy just hasn't really been surrounded. He's had some really good receivers, right? He's had, obviously, Calvin Johnson, one of the best receivers of all time. He's had Kenny Galladay. He's had Marvin Jones. So he's had some decent receivers. He hasn't really had a running game. Hasn't really had a great offensive line. Hasn't really had a great defense. So looking at these things, what do you see about the Colts, right? The Colts are ready to win now. The Colts have an elite offensive line, an elite running game, you know, you can point to the running game, maybe not, maybe struggling early on, but second half of the season, they were elite. They have some pretty solid receivers, and if I think you're going to tinker with that wide receiver room potentially and add another guy or two. Uh, they have pretty solid tight ends, three really good ones that you like. They have a really solid defense, a lot better than anything Matthew Stafford's had in Detroit. And just from an organizational standpoint, from the head coach, the GM, it's so much more of a stable organization, right? I mean, Matthew Stafford had had a couple coaches in his career. Really, none of those guys were offensive-minded, right? And so you have a head coach, former former quarterback, Frank Reich. I think this pairing is just a match made in heaven, in my opinion. So that would probably be my number one because it allows you to win now. It's not a Phillip Rivers move, right, where it's a one- to two-year thing. This is a five- to seven-year thing, in my opinion, if you make this trade. And, you know, we've talked about the compensation that would be needed, probably a first-round pick, maybe a couple seconds, I don't know, something like that. Uh, it, it really depends on where the Lions are and where other teams are offering at that point. But, yeah, in my opinion, this one makes the most sense uh, for both sides, honestly. For Stafford wanting to potentially go to the playoffs, win a Super Bowl, and then from the Colts just wanting a stable situation at quarterback for the first time in a couple of years. I mean, ever since Frank Reich's been the coach, he's had a different starting quarterback every single year, which is absolutely insane in my opinion. This would give them a little bit more stability to, to build off each other. Man, it would just be good for Frank Reich to have a quarterback that he can look at long-term uh, and kind of build around and work with. So, yeah, those are my top three. You know, there are some unrealistic guys like probably Aaron Rodgers, probably Deshaun Watson, some of those things that I probably don't see the Colts doing, especially Deshaun Watson. I mean, unless the Houston Texans are, are feeling like Bill O'Brien that day, there's no way in the heck they're trading away Deshaun Watson to a division rival. Uh, and if they did, it, I mean, good grief. You think acquiring Matthew Stafford or trading up to get uh, the number one of those quarterbacks there in the top 10 or top 5 is a lot. I mean, I would think the Texans would, would want multiple, multiple first-round picks, multiple draft capital. I don't know if I'm ready to go there yet. So that's my list, guys, of the top three most realistic options for the Indianapolis Colts in the 2021 offseason. If you guys had any more thoughts, I know potential guys like Carson Wentz is a name that's been thrown out there, and there's some other guys as well. Be sure to drop those in the comments. That'll do it for this one, guys. Thanks so much, and as always, go Colts. Yeah.